0: Welcome to the Disobedient Scientist Podcast. I'm Patty Martin. Every week, we will explore how to heal, integrate, rethink, and create authenticity in our lives. We will explore activism through pleasure and through play, and how climate change intersects with it all. Through a little bit of science and a little bit of woo, we will have some really juicy conversations welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Happy 2023. I am so excited to be here with all of you. Thank you for showing up and letting me just whisper in your ear for a little bit. I really hope your year has started off with a kick, with a bang, with a good start. For me, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. I'm excited about this next year. I think it's going to be transformational, which in so many ways probably means it's going to be painful as fuck and full of difficulty and surprises, but change as well. Like the, there's such an excitement in for me in realizing that, you know, I'm on a path where I don't know where I'm going to lead and that not knowing is just thrilling. So as I'm recording this, I'm sitting here in my pajamas. I'm in my bed. I have my whole podcast set up. It's like this cozy uh, space right now. It's raining outside. My cat has been locked out because otherwise she will make a lot of noise. As I look at this new chapter, this new year, this new leaf of even this podcast, I've been thinking a lot about what standards, what pillars do I want to live this, this next year by? And there's been one word in particular that has just been continually coming up for me. It's not a word that I find particularly easy. I have a lot of resistance to it in a lot of different ways, but the word is play. And yep, that's the one. That's the one I'm choosing. I'm going to be a playful Patty this year. I don't know when I am quiet and I just listen to what my body is telling me. This question keeps merging, it keeps rising and it's what would my life be? And how would my world change, my relationships be, my collaborations, everything that I do? How would they be transformed if I lived, And made my decisions based off of a playful, pleasurable, joyful practice, a playful decision. I don't know the answer to that, but I I have this feeling that it's going to be this wild and unexpected thing where things are going to emerge out of me and from me. And I will create in a way that I have never before at least that's my hope. That's the very high expectation I've placed on myself. But um, yeah, that's, that's what I am feeling called to do is to just play more and see, you know, how can I heal this world a little bit more through that joyful practice? Because play isn't just silly to me. It can be right. It can be a ridiculous dance that I'll do or art, or I don't know, playing with my kitty and playing keep away. Like I, I can do all of those things, but on the surface, it can sound, seem frivolous or silly or purposeless, but underneath it for me, play is really this form of activism. Because it feels like in the face of it all, in the face of the difficulty, in the face of the war, in the face of the injustice and sexism and fucking bullshit we throw at each other, it just feels wildly delicious to say, you know what, in response to this... I'm going to go find some pleasure and I'm going to go find some play and I'm going to create and make from that space and just fucking watch me. That feels so yummy. Play is this place of creativity. It's a place to reimagine my life. It's a place where we can all reimagine the world if we give ourselves the permission. By definition, play is to invest ourselves in something that has no point. It's to simply act out from a place of creation without any desire or result for an outcome. And when I think about this definition, I'm actually really struck by this thought that play sounds a lot like the scientific method or scientific principles. To question from a place of science is to release all expectation or desire for a result or outcome. And I'm really struck by how there's those overlaps between the two. Ironically, when I think back to the times when I've identified the most as a scientist, when I wake up and am performing science every single day, hypothesizing critical assessments, that doesn't feel playful for me. I think in part, that's why I burnt out. It was a place. That felt very absent of play. It was a place of structure and rigidity of logic and thinking. And it very nicely boxed my mental processes into what I think we would traditionally call a scientist. But this brings up this point of how can we play play? a little bit more in these places that we traditionally think of as being logical or rigid or needing structure and rules. like Because when we break those rules, when we reimagine, when we say, okay, we know all of this. Now let's forget it and try to think of something completely different. That's where we fucking get the, the, the eureka moments, the breakthroughs. As I think about this, as I think about this question of how can we bring play and science together? How can I live a life full of play? The next big question for me, of course, is how can we bring play into climate action? Talk about a freaking space where there is absolutely no play and pleasure. Like, Climate action, I would say, is very logic-based, very structured. It it feels almost like this iron fist. It has, you know, these expectations. It has such immediacy. The stakes are so high for us to change that, like, there's no room for error. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. Like, I, I agree. We have to change. We have to move forward. But that type of mindset doesn't leave very much space for our wings to open, for us to find that freedom, to find that messiness, those, you know, to throw freaking paint against the wall and see what solutions are, I don't know, splattered with it. like. There's not much room for creativity when we're so freaking structured, when we're so boxed in and that's in part what I want this journey to be this year is to reimagine like how the fuck can I play with climate change? How can I play with the solutions that I come up as a woman, as a witch, as a scientist? How can I bring the woo and Science that we need and merge them together. How can I start telling stories that light us up, that play with us, play with our imaginations, that inspire, that make us hopeful? All of these things, and and, and I guess in part this is exactly why this is called the Disobedient Scientist Podcast because you know in so many ways play is exactly that. It's being disobedient as fuck, right? It's being free. It's releasing those expectations. One question that I've been thinking about is what do we get when we play? What does play actually give us as humans? And and I haven't actually looked to see what others say on this, and I'm sure there's some freaking gold here, but for me, I get two things from play. I get permission to be wrong, to be messy, and to be wild, and I get the gift of purposelessness. To me, both of those things combined mean freedom. It means I can take the expectations that I feel the world has placed on me and let them go. And I can sit and listen to what my heart is telling me to do, what my mind is telling me to do and go do it, go create, go live an authentic life. Maybe we just need a little bit more of that right now. Maybe that's what climate action is needing. When I think about the great scientists of climate change, the first person comes to mind is actually Eunice Foote, a woman who in the, in about 1850 actually did some of the first experiments to show that global warming actually is occurring due to carbon emission into the atmosphere. And she came up with this idea, not because she was in a lab studiously working on science and following these rigid rules, she was a woman who was playing in her garden. She was a lot more like a witch than she was what we would consider a modern day scientist. That's the type of of creation. That's the type of discovery we can get if we let go of these, these restrictions, these bounds in moments, not the whole time. It needs to be defined. It needs to be structured at time. We need to have rules and expectations but it needs to also be freaking balanced. Albert Camus says the only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your very existence is an act of rebellion. That's right. When I hear that, to me, to be that absolutely free is to be like water. Water to flow like water, to shapeshift like water, to explore, to question, to fill and to quench like water. Aisha Schillingford says, water is versatile. It can be big and powerful. It can quench thirst. It can be healing. It can freaking drown us. It finds its own level, always. It's flexible and adaptable. It takes the form of any container. Bruce Lee says, be like water. Isn't play like water? What does water teach us about life, about climate action? To be versatile, to be flexible, to fill any container. If we are a bunch of rules boxed into a little square or cube, How are we going to fill the container of the world? For me to not be boxed in, to play looks like this podcast. It looks like me rambling messily into my friend's ears who have the compassion to listen. It can look like collaging and puzzling. It can look like walking bare through through muddy forests and feeling the mud squelch between my toes. It can look like dancing in the mirror in my living room out in public. It can look like me singing when I am just feel filled with emotion. It can look like me running butt naked into the freaking ocean and doing my weekly polar plunge. It can look like gibberish. Oh my God. Have you guys ever done gibberish where you just let sounds come out of you? It's just gibberish. It's just letting what is in you emerge so that it isn't stuck in your throat or your heart or your brain or your womb and if we can create science from that place if we can create climate solutions from that place if we can create policies and justice from that place if we can emerge then the way we we've solved this problem this world is our oyster i know i've talked a lot i'm going to stop i'm excited i don't know what the rest of this year is going to look like but i do know that i'm going to show up every week With this theme of play, of science, of climate action, of of activism and justice and poetry and woo, we're going to probably get a little bit out there, but it should be fun. I heard this advice about trying to find play, that when you are looking to find it, drop into your body, cut the chit chat off that's rumbling around in your mind and just listen. Listen to your compass. Listen to that little voice, that little ache, that little feeling, that spark of wonder. Maybe it's a whisper. Maybe it's a roar. Listen and follow it. That's your first step. Go get lost in your play. Play like the world depends on it because it does. It needs your authenticity. It needs your solutions. It needs mine. That's what our 2023 is going to be all about. Now I'm going to leave you with a poem by Brit and June. They are two absolutely amazing people. They have a business called the threads of fate. I definitely recommend you check them out but this is what they have to say on flow, which in so much is how we can play like water. Flow now become a luxury to pick up the paintbrush, only when we want to, to begin writing out of inspiration, to design when we feel like it, crunch numbers when you're feeling ready to tackle a puzzle. We live within the constraints of production which has never been friendly to flow. Flow is magic. It's the siren song. Rain after a long drought. It's the meteor flashing through the night sky. It's not meant to be caught, bought, sold, manufactured into mushroom blends in Silicon Valley. Flow is alignment. It's feeling so in tune with what you're doing, whether that's talking to a person or working on a project that you're absolutely fully in the present. It's when we abandon the grit and discipline and deadlines that we can feel the heartbeat of the moment. We can move with it and make it work with us. The medicine of flow is learning to embrace the practice of finding the friction and chipping away at it little by little rather than taking a sledgehammer to it, insisting it get done it's deciding to walk forward with your heart open and tapping into the spirit of what you're working on asking it what it needs from you thank you all for listening i'm really honored that you are here with me if this has excited you or made you, made you feel some yummy tingles whatever it is hit me up tell me about it like what is the how do you like to play do you hate play? Does this like completely throw up all your resistance triggers? I would absolutely love to know. Hit me up on Instagram, my links in the show notes. I will talk with you again next week with some more play and some wild ideas. Talk with you then.